Our final guest on Opportunity Detroit has lived a dream that I probably will never, well, never say never, but he lived in London for a few years. I always thought that would be the coolest thing, living in London. We're going to find out if it was with Ned Stabler, who's vice president for economic development at Wayne State University, also president and CEO of TechTown. Detroit's most established business incubator and accelerator. He leads both organizations' efforts to strengthen this great city of Detroit and the region's neighborhoods, businesses, and leaders, overseeing a range of activities around innovation and entrepreneurship, business development and attraction, talent retention, transit and mobility, and placemaking. Ned, it's a pleasure to have you on Opportunity Detroit, and you already I, I already gave away my first question. Was it really cool living in London, England for a few years? I tell you, we gotta get you some better dreams if that's your uh if that's that's a big one. <laughs> that's not uh, my only please. dream. I'm just saying you lived one of them. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Um London London is a very nice city. It's a it's a it's a big city, um, you know, with all of the, the benefits of a big city, but also all of the uh the detriments as well. You know, it's expensive and, and uh complicated to get around and uh, all of that. But yes, it is a it's a lovely place uh to live for a few years. I was there for five uh and and, and uh, uh during and after September eleventh. So it yeah. was a it was a tough time to be away from home. Yeah. Uh, in a tough time to be abroad as an American. So I used to say, and I'm sure I'd feel differently now, but I was young and coming from a small town, Monroe, Michigan, which I love. I love the grass, the trees, having a car, all of that, and then finding myself, I used to say I was sentenced to New York City for five years. Now, that's not against New York City, but I still find New York City a fabulous place to visit, a much more challenging place to live, and it kind of sounds like you feel that way about London. Pretty much. Uh, my favorite part about living in London was the ability to travel from it. You, you, you know, in, in an hour or two, you could be all over Europe and in, in fun and exciting places or in the countryside of England. London itself is, like I said, uh, it's, it's a nice place to visit. I think you're, you're spot on. I'll, I'll note that it's been 15, 16 years since we came back from London, and we haven't been back to visit yet. So I think that's oh my. That does say something interesting. All right. Well, now you're here in Detroit, and we're glad that we have you. Uh, as the Vice President for Economic Development at Wayne State University and as President and CEO of TechTown. Why don't you tell our WJR Opportunity Detroit listeners about TechTown and the, the variety of programs that you have to support tech startups and small businesses and such? Absolutely. So I think it's important for everyone to know that, that TechTown, um, which is over 15 years old now, has been helping literally thousands of small businesses over the years. And it's uh, not just businesses that you, uh, you traditionally would think of as technology, but of course we do help those through our programs like Start Studio and our incubator program and our new program called Steep, which is a, a STEM entrepreneurial excellence program really targeted uh, at uh, 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 women uh, of color in STEM fields. But we also help, uh, you know, Main Street businesses as well. So with our retail boot camp program and 313 Strong and all of our retail services. So we help really any kind of business, whether it's to start, uh, to get that capital you need, or the technical assistance to help you grow your business and take it to the next level. So you've helped a lot of people in these years uh, that you have existed. Um, and I presume that you help these companies uh, create success and therefore create jobs. 
Absolutely. I mean, jobs are a big part of it. And when we talk about our numbers, we're really conservative how we, we estimate those. So, you know, in the last 10 years or so, we've, we, we claim to have served more than 2,700 companies. But the reality is, uh, you know, we've touched many, many more than that. I mean, just last year in COVID, uh, we helped give grants out to 700 uh, uh, companies. But those 2,700 that we talk about are, are ones that we've had real engaged, uh, you know, arrangements with or that we're really spending three to six months of hands-on time with, not just folks who showed up at an event or went through a program. So um, uh, jobs are a key part of it, but also it's about breaking cycles of intergenerational poverty. It's about uh, generating wealth in communities that it's often been difficult to do that in. And really, it's about helping people realize their entrepreneurial dreams uh, to, to build a better life for them and their families. How did you have to uh, pivot, uh, Ned? Um, we've got Ned uh, Stabler, president and CEO of TechTown, among other things. But how did TechTown pivot during COVID to support entrepreneurs? Well, we were we were prepared for COVID, so we saw it coming uh, from across the world. We were, we were really looking at Italy and Spain, and we saw that there really wasn't going to be a national response here. So we knew what was going to happen, and and so that first week in in March, the last week in February, we had already designed a plan uh, for our tenants and members in our 130,000 square foot. Uh, lab and office and co-working facility to our clients that we were serving and our uh, our employees. So we really had a, a plan in in place. But of course, even the best laid plans, uh, uh, COVID <laughs> COVID COVID strained those as well. So we sure. really quickly went through phase one, phase two, and phase three of our plan in the course of about a week. And then we realized that our clients, who you know, when you go uh, when you look at small businesses across this country. And and forty um, some percent of them, forty seven percent of them have less than two weeks of operating cash on hand. And you go into black neighborhoods and Hispanic neighborhoods, and that number jumps over ninety percent. We knew our clients were going to be out of cash quickly, uh, so we we did exactly uh, uh, what we could to fix that specific problem. Was over the course of about three or four days, we raised about six hundred thousand dollars and help distribute it to about 300 businesses uh, across the city of Detroit. And then in the next couple of weeks, we, we raised another $600,000 and distributed that to about 350 more businesses. So we ended up helping close to 700 businesses uh, with about $1.2 million worth of cash, uh, really to sort of help them keep them going in those first couple of months until the PPP and the state and MEDC and DGC uh, could get their programs up and going. Sure, and and more money on the way, as we understand it. You can uh, get more information at techtowndetroit.org. I don't want to forget to give you that, techtowndetroit.org. And uh, maybe because you know and because you're doing it, Ned Stabler, uh, tell me about some of the ways uh, to help increase diversity, equity, inclusion in the tech space and in the greater entrepreneurial sphere. So we think that's really important. We think Detroit and Michigan in general has a, a ton of hidden talent. Um, you know, frequently we talk about talent and we think of folks with a college degree, you know, 25-year-old white kids wearing hoodies with earbuds in, you know, typing away doing tech. Um, and, and the reality is we have a, a ton of, of talent that, that is uh, constrained and has these obstacles. So we did a lot of work to say, okay, um, why aren't women, why aren't people of color coming to a lot of the acceleration programs in Detroit? And it, it came down to things like uh, transportation, uh, it, that some things like they were 
offering these programs during the day, but a lot of our folks have jobs. Uh, Childcare is a huge one. So we, we started removing those obstacles, uh, allowing free parking, telling you to bring your kids, creating childcare opportunities, doing things nights and weekends, removing educational barriers. And sure enough, our first cohort of Start Studio a couple of years ago was uh, uh, 60% women, 90% people of color. Everybody had a job. Um, lots of people had kids. One woman had a part-time job, a tech idea, and 10 kids, but no <laughs> college degree. Wow. Now you, but she wouldn't count as talent, according to most of the traditional metrics. But you tell me she's not talented? <laughs> oh boy. I'd hire her to run, run just about anything. Yeah, that's a lot of juggling. Uh, but we're going to run out of time, so I want to give you a chance. You've written some opinion pieces recently about how Michigan has been approaching economic development all wrong. Could you sum up what you would do, how you would approach it differently? Yeah, to sum it up, we need to start treating people better than we treat businesses. We make all these programs available to help businesses, hoping that those will trickle down into jobs. But the reality is um, those jobs that are getting created now, and, and even before COVID, we had really record low unemployment, but they don't pay very well. Um, you know, and those jobs are, there's so many jobs out there, people have to have two or three just to pay the bills. We had uh, 43% of Michigan households, uh, even those with jobs, couldn't pay their basic expenses before COVID. Now we know that number is obviously much, much higher. So we need to flip the script. We need to start uh, in, you know, investing in our talent and our human capital and our entrepreneurs so that uh, those folks uh, can actually create uh, the quality of life that will attract the next Amazon and the next uh, big company as well. It has the added advantage of being both a retention strategy for our own talent, a development strategy for our talent, and an attraction uh, strategy. Well put. Ned Stabler, president and CEO of TechTown, techtowndetroit.org. Thanks to our other guests, Michael and Blagitza Bodo Liero, that should be, co-founders of Bottles Nation, and Ken Harris and Reggie Kelly, principals of Detroit Popcorn Company. And thank you for joining us on Opportunity Detroit. I hope you'll join me during the week, Monday through Friday, from 5.30 till 9, here on WJR. Go on out and make it a great rest of the day or night, and we'll look for you on the next broadcast. Regards, Paul W. Smith.